Welcome to the Beachy Moondoom Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. What is the word for it? He was coming, I was like, no, no, that's not it, that's not it, that's not it. But it seemed like every other word I forgot the word. Yeah, I, uh, I have a tendency to use a word that is similar in nature, like the object is similar in nature to yes, what I speak yes. of, but not the same thing. Yeah. So I'll say something like, we need to wash the rugs when I meant the bath towels. Yeah. And, and see, Rhiannon and has to make that the, interpretation. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't yeah. have the same connotation. Like my husband was coming up with similar words, but I'm like, it doesn't quite fit all that I'm trying to say. Like there's another word. I know that's not it, but I don't know the word I'm looking for. <laughs> oh, goodness. Thank goodness for uh, for spouses who are patient. That's yes. what I say. Yeah. Or spouses who are articulate. because sometimes when they're trying to understand what we're trying to say they can just say what we were trying to say exactly kind of get it out and they were able to Mm -hmm. articulate it on our behalf right right like literally finish the other person's sentence that's right (laughs) for them she's really trying to say this even though that's not what she said she really means this but even though this came out this way this is really what it means because i saw the face that went with it and that's what that means (laughs) well we have we welcome uh, a special guest to our podcast today. Um, Sister so Mary excited. Josephine is with us. Yeah. And Sister Mary mm-hmm. Josephine, this is your first time. This is my first time. Uh, not it's your first time in the studio, though. Not the first time in the studio, no. We've but it re- is my first time doing this, so and I'm getting to get to know the studio now for mm-hmm. the second time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's exciting. It's going to be like home. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Ready to be the next regular, That's regular right. guest. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I thought it would be fun today to talk a little bit about uh, how what's currently going on and how long it has been. Right? I yeah. what are we on eight or nine weeks something of, like that of a shutdown mm-hmm. from nine weeks, yeah. from this. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of what that effect has had on the spiritual life mm-hmm. uh, in, in various ways. Um, for for me, I'll say like it's for a while there was this excitement that I had over all the ways we could stay in touch with church. Yeah. And I'm going to tag this in there. So I was thinking today, um, back to our spiritual toolbox, right. Mm-hmm. And that uh, we had given so many different ideas on what to do. And like, I can remember looking into the toolbox with great expectation of what's going to be pulled out and putting that into use. And now I think that people might be, have their toolbox might be empty and the tools might be <laughs> spread all over the house is what I'm envisioning and it's like there's nothing left in the toolbox uh you know and and if i think of that in terms of the human person there's nothing left in the tank how much longer and now where am i gonna draw fruits from you know oh yeah that's super well said so to catch you up sister we we were going through on the podcast excuse me over kind of we had this this thought experiment of a spiritual toolbox and we're pulling out different tools to help us along the way Right, so we had uh, we talked about the rosary, we talked about spiritual communion, we talked about uh, the, crucifix. the crucifix, Lexio Divina. We had all these different things Prayer that we were space, talking about. Yeah, yeah, creating a space in your home, <clears throat> and uh, so that's what Tina's referring yeah. to. And I think that's a really good point because you pull them all out, you use them. There's sort of this excitement, maybe a fresh excitement. Yeah. At, like I haven't prayed the rosary in a long time. Now I'm praying it. There's so much fruit from it. But now we're nine weeks in. <laughs> Right. And suddenly the rosary in all its beauty and wonder maybe has lost some of its initial um, impact, I should say, on not that it isn't bearing fruit. Absolutely. Anytime we pray the rosary, it bears fruit. But maybe we're just feeling the sense of like, okay, now it's the rosary. Right. Mm -hmm. Versus that wonder that maybe we initially had. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
yeah, so I guess that's what I wanted to talk about today is exactly yeah, yeah. exactly that sense. It seems like there's a there's a theme of pilgrimage here. You know, when you start first start a pilgrimage, mm-hmm. when you begin walking, there's this sense of excitement and this, oh yeah, this is great, and oh, I didn't, I've never done these prayers before, or I've mm-hmm. never done, I've never focused in the way now that this pilgrimage is allowing me. And then you start getting into the middle of the pilgrimage and still kind of exciting, but suddenly you're starting to feel tired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you start realizing kind of the depths of your poverty yeah. in the like, I, I don't have, I don't know how much more I can go. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much um, more um, enthusiasm I can have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, our attitude can change. Now I know being on a pilgrimage myself, I did this, yeah. I did a five mile or excuse me, a hundred mile pilgrimage yeah. in four days. And I'm having that enthusiasm was very real, yeah. but, um, but then in the middle of the middle of the journey, it, it suddenly hit that like things were starting to get tiring and like mm-hmm. the destination was still mm-hmm. a, a long way off. And do you think that? Um, <clears throat> do you think that in some way when we get on that pilgrimage and we're in that place where it's just like ah oh, we're at the midpoint, that um, in some way when things get difficult we take our eye off the goal, off of what we were focused on and centered on and where our uh, in this case where our love was going with God and whatever. And uh, we put it on ourselves, and now we're in heightened awareness of the burden hmm. of this journey. And so, do you think maybe that might make hmm. it a little difficult, or, or, um, or we're just starting to feel the, the, the difficulties of it? What are your thoughts on that? I think there's something to say about um, in those journeys is that um, when we get to that tired spot, I think that's where the Lord can come in. Um, the most strongly yeah, because that it almost forces us, if you will, um, to surrender yeah. completely and surrender the weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, surrender, Lord, I don't, I don't have much to give. Yeah. I don't really have anything to give. And when you get really tired on that pilgrimage, there's, there's a point where you just say, um, and you might be at that point right yeah. now, even, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just saying, um, Lord, I, I can't go on much further, but this is, this is kind of like the spiritual life all over. Yeah. Like y- if the coronavirus or the COVID-19 wasn't happening, how would I be living my life right now? Would I be just going on and on as I would just day to day? But no, the, this, this virus has caused us to stop and really, um, reflect how are mm-hmm. things going um or sometimes it's it's or it's the other occasion the opposite occasion of um ignore what's going on mm-hmm. um in terms of um the lord and what my relationship is like with him and mm-hmm. so that tiredness they'll yeah. kind of inflict that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. beautifully yeah said. yeah absolutely because i think uh, you know going with what you were saying tina i, I and um the idea of pilgrimage when i went on a, a backpacking trip with some friends there was a certain point, it was, I was like the second day in, and a lot of the wonder of the initial hiking out into the wilderness, and, and there's so much beauty, like it's hard not to still have that wonder, but we had to climb this pretty steep mountain face mm. to get to, we didn't really have a destination, right? When you're backpacking, you're just, you're going, <laughs> you do have a destination where you're going right. to put up your tent for the night. And, uh, and we're going up, and I just remember the pack was so heavy uh, I had not been a hiker much before this. So mm-hmm. like my feet hurt, right? <laughs> my feet hurt. My legs were screaming. Mm-hmm. I was the slowest one in the group of guys that that were going. Um, and, you know, you start to, like you said. You didn't you lose. plan well, did you? I did not plan well. <laughs> no, no, no. Definitely not. But here I was, right? And uh, and and it did become like, uh, like a, a drudgery all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like, why mm-hmm. did I pick to go on this? <laughs> why didn't I, right. you know, why didn't I get to the gym a little bit more before uh-huh. I attempted this? And 
some of those doubts and frustrations. And, uh, you know, you make a good in. point because I think at times you can think, I'm not cut out for this. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't prepare. Something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. This is a drudgery because I haven't done mm-hmm. what I was supposed to do. And I think those are sometimes false um, uh, uh, identities that we put on ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, that, that we, we immediately think, I'm not cut out for this. I never was. Why did I think I can do this? Um, and, and we lose focus on the fact that the Lord has been the one who's drawing us mm-hmm. and that this feeling of uh, difficulty uh, in the midst of journey, uh, this feeling of aridity is the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you had said, sister, that I thought was so beautifully hopeful is that um, that this is the journey? I mean, this is where this is where we're at, and we are very poor and vulnerable in that, mm-hmm. and uh, and that is where uh, the Lord can really step in to our lives. So it's like keep pushing on, right? Uh, because uh, you haven't uh, you haven't done anything to 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 get away from the Lord. Right. But at this point, what can what what helps do we think that we that that there are uh, when you're in this place to push through to push in uh into that uh difficulty does yeah. anything come to mind i think kind of what you were just saying what was coming to mind was this um in a pilgrimage you choose to go on this i mean when we yeah. go on a pilgrimage or if uh, you've ever been on a pilgrimage there's a choice involved there this whole scenario going on this has not been a choice no one has chosen for this to happen and so there is a there is a lack of control that we all have in Mm -hmm. it so Mm -hmm. there is um so in a sense we can maybe feel like there's a lack of freedom Mm -hmm. but i think just as you were talking what kind of came to mind was the freedom to surrender to god because in the sense that we can say when i experience the depth of i have nothing else um, I'm free because I'm free to be able to tell the Lord, I have, I have nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I no longer become a slave to fear. Yeah. I no longer become a slave to what I can't do on this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I no longer have to be fearful of what I can and can't do um, because the Lord carries me through that mm-hmm. um, because he knows when we don't know. Right. He yep. carries us when we can't carry ourselves. But this is how he wants us to be at all times with him. He mm-hmm. wants us to be able to surrender to him even when there's no virus. Right. He wants right. us to live in freedom, mm-hmm. not in slavery. Yeah. Yeah. And so how do you. Yeah. And so the, the hope there is how do you take this with you when there's no virus? You know, how, what do you learn in this in this place? How do you grow and move with the Lord um, so that life um beyond the virus is is different and more more deeply engaged in i think uh d- to some to some degree it's um it's twofold it's it's recognizing that it is happening mm-hmm. right that when you're when you're feeling that that depression that frustration, maybe the rosary is no longer exciting anymore. I keep using the rosary, but it could be anything, right? Is the it rosary be... not exciting for you? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have to say, I, I've rediscovered no, the rosary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Far be it from me. I, I love Our Lady. and um, I've actually Sorry. discovered a new devotion to the rosary oh, during this time. But that's the one that came to my mind because it can be repetitive right, and, right. and the same. 
Uh, but it could be anything, right? Yeah. It could be attending mass virtually. Mm-hmm. It could be yeah. um, right. that scriptural book. You've hit Leviticus now, right? Like Yes, yeah. and that's always <laughs> where it went. I remember you saying so, something that really struck me. And um, it was there was, there was this lack of re- being able to receive the sacrament of the Eucharist and mm-hmm. the spiritual hunger mm-hmm. in their experience. But I remember you saying something that now you're, you have had this opportunity to be able to really focus on the sacrament of matrimony. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was really struck by that because I mean, it made me wonder like Mm -hmm. how many, um, how many of us are out here and thought like the sacrament of matrimony, let me tap into the graces. Yeah. You said that with, uh, when sister Anna Joseph was with us, remember in the podcast. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I did mention it then. Yeah. It had been on my heart, um, as, as we were, you know, getting further from the Eucharist, like what sacraments can I receive? It was like, wait a second. There's one in my, (laughs) like in my very life, (laughs) in my very vocation to married life that I can be tapping into the graces of, of the sacrament of marriage. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's really, you know, any quality time spent with your spouse or serving your family is is tapping into those graces mm-hmm. um, and asking the Lord for an increase of that and an increased awareness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. I think that can be um, that's definitely been helpful for me mm-hmm. and uh, and, a, and a great joy to, to see that again um, more clearly. Right. Mm-hmm. When you're away from the sacraments to realize how how close that sacrament is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, you know, by by the very being a husband and father, like I get to participate in that. Yeah, and I've heard uh, uh, somebody else was sharing with me that um, they've taken this time to to really focus on um, adoration mm-hmm. and um, and and really trying to delve more into uh, the graces that come from going uh, and just sitting before the Blessed Sacrament that they hadn't really paid attention to before, but since. Uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, we still have that, uh, to be able to go and sit with the Lord that they've decided to, uh, to do that. So there are ways that people are trying to figure out how can I, uh, sort of not, not necessarily fill this void, but how can I, um, be more intentional, mm. uh, about, um, about some things and, and their intention is directly tied uh, to the Eucharist, mm. uh, to not being able to receive. And, uh, and so how can I be more intentional in my life, uh, even though this isn't, uh, I'm not receiving the Eucharist. So still trying uh, almost to be Eucharistic mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in the midst of, 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 you know, not receiving. I find that, that to be the case with, with people that I speak with. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And to, um, to have that be, I mean, really kind of our drive. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's it's neat that as as Eucharistic people, it extends into so many areas of yes. our life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't, while we can't receive, hopefully soon we can, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. while we cannot, um, there are ways in which we can still obviously receive the grace of God mm-hmm. um, in powerful ways uh, and, and, and continue to be Eucharistic people for sure. Even even when we can't receive, I think being intentional. What we were saying there, Tina. Um, I think there's something um, that we can do in being intentional by also just being present to the present moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I as a teacher, so I'm cool. constantly thinking about okay, this is what I got to do for tomorrow to prepare. Mm-hmm. This is what I've got to do this time, and then this is what I have to do in the weeks ahead. You know, and constantly thinking of the future mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, just these these gospels during this easter season um i mean just for today like Mm -hmm. i have called you friends the lord says um it reminds me that friendship is experienced with the lord presently right we build with our friendship 
with the Lord in the moment. We can't say, um, all right, Lord, I'll see you later. And then right. perhaps it, it may not happen, <laughs> you know, yeah. right. what does that later look like? And so I wonder just right. to embrace the oh, present that's moment. exciting, sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's well said. I think, mm-hmm. um, and I think what's scary sometimes about embracing the present moment is we do realize our own poverty. Mm. Right. Yes. Like if we mm-hmm. if we can think mm-hmm. about what's to come, or we can mm-hmm. remember things past, then we don't have to face the poverty in the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. And I really like the way that you said that we come to this place where we realize that we ha- we have to rely totally on God. Mm-hmm. And I think the present moment makes that very aware to us. Not not even just when a pandemic is is present, but just in general when we stop and realize that what we have is this moment and this moment alone. Yeah, and you know, I like what you said, sisters, in, in also being in the season that we're in, because, um, uh, you know, the, the, the disciples and the apostles, they went out, they looked for the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and they found him. I mean, he, he, he appeared mm-hmm. to them uh, in, in, in the moment. So they were, uh, uh, they were looking and searching, um, but he did, he, he came and uh, and let them know, um, peace be with you, mm-hmm. uh, and that, um, and he made himself made himself known. And I think that that does happen, uh, you know, in our day to day life, where um, we're walking around and and going from encounter to encounter. And and there are moments in our lives um, where we're just like, um, yeah, you know, I see you, Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like I just had a. It could be, you know, you bumped into somebody you know. Uh, but but the encounter was clearly mm-hmm. Christ making Himself known, uh, present uh, in your exchange or your relationship. Yeah, and I think that just reveals how how faithful the Lord is, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That we will He will continue mm-hmm. to encounter us no matter the obstacles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So pandemic, oh, staying that's at excellent, home. Excellent, Ken. I like that. <laughs> right. But nothing but can keep him. Nothing can keep him from us, right? <laughs> that he will always like he, um, no, even our right. own selves. Yes, he breaks through, right? Yeah. Um, in order uh-huh. to reach us, he's mm-hmm. he goes after the lost sheep, right? Right, abandoning the ninety nine mm-hmm. to go on this mm-hmm. insane quest for the one, right? For, yeah. And and I think he does that for each of us. Well, the right? apostles experienced it so much. I mean, when Jesus died on the cross, they witnessed his death. Mm-hmm. This brutal. And then this promise that, you know, that he had given them, um, that he was the one and they, it, they seem that it's like all ripped away in For a sure. moment. And so like there's, um, and then even after the resurrection, there's kind of a sense of unknown mm-hmm. and they're, they're really walking by faith. There's a sense of, um, we don't know what's going to happen. Even as he comes and reveals and says, go out into the world, the, it says in the gospel, I think of Mark that they, they worshiped, but they doubted. Yes. There was I still, love that. There was still doubt. <laughs> I know? never even saw that before this pandemic, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, has given me hope because I think in the, in the past, I've heard the, the resurrection stories and have thought, you know what? He's alive. We all know he is. Mm-hmm. You know, we know the story. And so I've ignored all of the rest of the chaos that ensued around it. You know, he appeared. And so, but in, it seems to me that this Easter, I have been all of the characters, you know, mm. where have they taken my Lord? Somebody tell me, you know, I've said all of the phrases. Um, I will not believe unless I put my hands, <laughs> you know, and so all of the different emotions. And I think I never saw that everybody was in such, you know, they just saw him yesterday you know mm-hmm. in, the, in the gospel why this why this confusion you know and then you know and then the joy again at re-seeing him and I think um you know it's so fitting 
Uh, but and I think that times like this um, can can sort of get us out of our usual mode of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I believe the Lord is resurrected. It's a tenet of the faith, and <laughs> let's move on. But you know, do, do you know just to engage in that in a deeper way without receiving the Eucharist, um, and to see you know what there was some confusion about it, and uh, and rightfully so. I mean, uh, he he was dead. And, and all of their hopes and whatever were shattered. Mm-hmm. And now he's here in a different way. And he's talking about leaving again and drawing people to the Father. And so it's like this double loss, you know? <laughs> he's here, but he's not the same. It's exciting, but it's, it's a different relationship. And I, in some ways, I think this pandemic is leading us through that exact same exchange mm-hmm. where um, I don't have the exact same relationship with the Lord, but I know he's still there. He's faithful. He's God. He can be, he, he is greater than um, than this pandemic. And so, so I know he's there and, and finding him in that. And, and I think it's just a, a continual, you know, uh, process of leading one deeper into a, into a greater reality, um, much like, uh, he was doing for the apostles. Yeah. And I think a key to that is just being open to the encounters that he wants to mm-hmm. have with us, right. even amidst all of it. Like right. an example that comes to mind, Heber and I were talking earlier about, um, the descent of the Holy Spirit on the apostles, they were hidden in the upper room. Yeah. Right? And the Holy Spirit comes just... <laughs> How many encounters had we had at this point? <laughs> right, right, exactly. This is after the uh, you know, ascending into heaven, and here they are in this room, and the Holy Spirit just comes in. I mean, the loud wind, the tongues of fire, yeah. and next thing you know, they're baptizing mm-hmm. thousands of people, right? I mean, God, God breaks through yes. every circumstance and right. comes to us. And I think that uh, clearly the apostles were open to that. They were confused, but they were open, right, open and praying. And so there's a certain level of, like, we have to persevere in prayer, Mm -hmm. right? We have to keep showing up. We have to keep praying the rosary. I use that example. But pray the rosary or um, attend the the virtual mass, you know, or uh, and and read the scriptures. Like, be, keep showing up, right? Mm -hmm. Keep showing up because that's a way of remaining open, right? And then, and then be ready for him to encounter us in ways we don't expect, mm-hmm. right? Because sometimes we can seek for, well, I've always, uh, when, I, when I pray the rosary, I've always encountered him, and now I'm not encountering him. Well, he's going to encounter you in a different way, mm-hmm. right? He's going to come, uh, but we have to be open to that, mm-hmm. right, to, uh, to that encounter and that continued encounter. I think when, the, when you were saying it, um, recalling the story of the apostles hiding in the upper room and the apostles were there afraid, but who was with them but Mary? She understood. She knew that they were afraid. Um, and I think this is what Our Lady wants to do with, for us. Our Blessed Mother wants to journey with us as we, mm-hmm. as we mm-hmm. travel on this pilgrimage together. And as we approach Pentecost here, this, this is a great feast of the church where um, where we can renew our confirmational graces that we received, you know, for some people listening many years ago and for some maybe a few years mm-hmm. ago even. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a time when the Holy Spirit wants to to rock our lives like he did for the yeah. apostles. He wants to set us free because 
what he did for those apostles in the upper room did free them from the anxiety. Mm -hmm. It didn't mean they never experienced anxiety again, but he set them free in such a way that they could live in freedom. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do for us. But each and every day, like he wants to come now and he wants to be, he wants for us to be baptized in himself. Mm -hmm. He wants us to live in in his spirit, in his spirit of freedom. And that's Mm -hmm. where we find our peace. And that's where we're able to find um, peace in the present moment and to live intentionally Mm -hmm. um, and with purpose. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think said. yeah, and the the idea of intentionality, purpose, present moment. I can't think of a better model of that than Our Lady. Yeah, and how she just throughout her entire life, um, with with the Lord, was constantly responding in the moment. Right, she was intentional about her prayer life and about her journey towards God. And then when He encountered her in various ways, either the the angel coming and asking her to take on this mission and her saying yes, not knowing what the mission entailed, right? Mm-hmm. Or later when mm-hmm. Jesus is found in the temple, right? Or uh, later when she has to be at the foot of the cross, right? And mm-hmm. all of that, she was present to it and 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 open to the encounter that God would have with her in each of those moments. And so as much as I say, like, you know, I keep using the rosary as that example <laughs> of like, um, maybe it gets repetitive, but I think also the rosary right now can be a really um, a firm anchor that we can yeah. hold on to mm-hmm. um, because Our Lady teaches us how to live a life in the Spirit. And so when we walk with her mm-hmm. through the mysteries, talk about pilgrimage that you were saying earlier, right? The mm-hmm. rosary is a spiritual pilgrimage through the life of Christ. For sure. From the Annunciation to um, to our crowning moment, which is Our Lady's crowning moment of being made, you know, Queen right. of Heaven and Earth. Uh-huh. Right. So we have this entire journey of, of Christ, salvation, history, and then our own story all mm-hmm. wrapped in these 20 mysteries. Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, there can be great fruit in... in praying the rosary, really meditating on that, going with Our Lady through these moments so that through our daily moments, mm-hmm. we start to be more open to encounter with the Holy Spirit in the ways that that God wants to do that. Right. And as you say that, I, I, I think of, of ways that, you know, that we can be intentional. And uh, one of the things that uh, stands out as you speak about the rosary and even our our Blessed Mother taking her as an example is being uh, one way we can be intentional is uh, to really just be um, to be present with what's happening. So if there's uh, as she was at the cross, so if there's pain, if there's sorrow, if there's loss, uh, to really be present to that, um, to not try to 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 mask over it or mm-hmm. to ignore it, but to be present in that, to acknowledge that uh, that this is going on, this is happening, um, but uh, at the same time, God is faithful, God is true, and um, and there's steps that I can take uh, while I'm also feeling um, these things or experiencing these things. Uh, there's steps that I can take to to reach out and to to. Um, hold on to the anchor uh, that God is. Uh, he, he, he doesn't change. And so uh, whether that's uh, reading scripture or just reminding myself of that, God is faithful uh, and, he is, and he is present. I think that, that that's one way we can be intentional is just mm-hmm. to acknowledge that, that you know, I'm having this, these, these feelings. There is uh, suffering, there is loss, or, or right. there is joy, or there right. is whatever, whatever might be going on. To be completely uh, present to that, um, and, and grateful in gratitude, uh, mm-hmm. in thanksgiving to God, um, for what he's doing in our lives. I think another way to be intentional is by, as we're talking about the blessed mother here is simply 
giving things to her. Mm-hmm. Like um, a, a prayer that I often say is, Blessed Mother, I, I give this to you. Um, whether that be a situation mm-hmm. or even getting dressed in the morning, um, mm-hmm. we have to be intentional. Actually, as we put on our habit, we're intentional about the prayers that we say as we put on each part mm-hmm. of the habit. Um, and even intentional, um, even right now as we're deprived of the Holy Spirit, the um, or excuse me, we're, we're deprived of the Eucharist right now. Um, the the Lord revealed in, whether it was the Diary of St. Faustina, I'm not sure, but it was to one of the saints that um, one of the things that is most displeasing to him is people who receive Holy Communion out of habit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm, he was mm-hmm. he was asking for a, a renewal of receiving him in the Eucharist and not just you know, going to mass because this is just what you do on Sundays, but why am I going to mass on Sundays? Mm-hmm. Um, and so renewing that, why, yeah. um, why am I doing this and, and renewing the intention, but also giving it to the blessed mother and the blessed mother, um, helped me to go to mass today with a heart full, mm-hmm. um, blessed mother helped me to prepare meal, the meal for the kids mm-hmm. or whoever it is, um, for you in, in some sort of way, because what if, if our intention gets lost and it becomes just out of a habit, the sense of purpose that we experience um, in our own lives yep. and the present moment just dwindles. Yeah, and then yeah. we get into kind of a rut. Mm-hmm. A, a lethargy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I love that Beautiful way sister. that you bring up, you know, asking asking Our Lady to help us to, to prepare our hearts um, for that. Because as we were talking about, she, she was there in the upper room, right, mm-hmm. encouraging the others and helping them really – <clears throat> you know, being there for them and nurturing them in that time. Mm-hmm. And so I think she can be a great nurturer for us right now, <clears throat> even in preparing to get ready for virtual mass or when we can be back together at mass again, that that preparedness that she can assist us in mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. can be can be really, you know, valuable. I think another piece of intentionality that comes to mind from her example and from the apostles example is the leaning on each other. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the, she she wasn't Mary was not at the foot of the cross alone. Right? John, the apostle, was there with her and other women were there with her. Right. And they weren't in the upper room alone. They were together. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a real need right now to to lean on each other. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe sometimes we can get caught up in in our own like, well, if I do this, I'll be a burden to another person. Mm-hmm. And my answer is, yes, be a burden, <laughs> mm-hmm. because because we as humanity are meant to to get to Christ as a body, right? To be the body mm-hmm. of Christ, to go together towards God. And uh, and that means that we lean on each other. That means that we inconvenience each other, if you want to use that word. I don't think <laughs> yeah. it should ever be an inconvenience, mm-hmm. a human person yeah, right. seeking yeah. your help. But so so be it if that's how it's seen. It doesn't matter. We're meant to be uh, and I, You know, other. what's interesting uh, in the time that we're in, I think that before this all began, it was very much seen as an inconvenience uh, because we had so much stuff going on, you know, um, that, that these little, you know, extra things, if you will, that needed our attention might be inconvenient. But, um, you know, what I've seen uh, as, as we're now going into week nine, that, um, that without um, the Eucharist and with some of the, um, the, the separateness uh, that people are experiencing, uh, they have a great desire to do something for somebody. And so I think that, um, you know, I get calls all the time. This is the number one call. What do you need? What can I do? Mm-hmm. Where is the help needed? And so, um, so it's, it's interesting uh, as people have time uh, to themselves, um, uh, what comes out of that, one of the gifts that comes out of that is that they want to give 
um, something to the other. You know, I think uh, th- they've got all this this time. There's something that I can be doing for my neighbor. And so um, reaching out, you know, um, to your neighbor's, uh, is is another form of intentionality. Maybe maybe somebody may not feel like they can call you with a, a concern or something that they need, but maybe if we're intentionally calling out to those that we know, friends or family, um, that will present or give a place or a space for somebody to share something uh, that they need, or um, even just the just to share themselves. And so maybe maybe in this time we can be intentional in those ways. Uh, knowing that uh, that hearts do want to give, you know, when there's anything of great need happening and we, we're in a, a time of great need. Yeah, it makes me think of how we're talking about encounter, like being being intentional, being open to the encounter with God in the present moment. And then we bring that encounter to other people, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And then yeah. we go and we encounter yeah. others from that encounter. Mm-hmm. And we see that in the upper room. God encounters them. Then they go out, yeah, right? And they start joy. with great, great joy, joy, bringing it to other people. Mm-hmm. So I think this has been a fantastic conversation. Mm-hmm. And I've really enjoyed having you on, sister. Yeah, thank this you. has been a lot of fun. Back. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for being with us today. Pleasure. And, uh, Next week, Friday, too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, our, you know, until next time, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, pray, pray for, for us. us. Thanks pray. again for tuning in. We would love for you to join the conversation that we started by sending us an email at vichimundum1633 at gmail.com or by connecting with us on Facebook and or Instagram. And while we love doing these podcasts, we really love hearing from and starting relationships with you even more. I also want to extend an invitation to you that if you like these shows and would like to see more produced by our parish, please feel free to support what we're doing. You can go to Our Lady of Mount Carmel's website and give online by designating your donation to Vichy Mundum. Monthly gifts are especially helpful. Finally, as a reminder, the views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the presenters alone, and they do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. God bless you, and we look forward to talking with you soon.